0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Fires. This week's message is a highlight from our recent Prophetic Sears gathering with Jane Hammond speaking on Go Beyond Your Breakthrough. We are excited about a weekend of healing starting with our healing rooms on Thursday the 1st of December from 5 till 6pm and also the healing encounter on Saturday the 3rd of December from 4pm till 6pm. Visit our website for full details, www.RevivalFires.org.uk. Amen. Just uh, put your arms out in front of you like this. Squeeze. That's a hug from me to you if I can't get to all of you, okay? Okay. Uh, It has been a wonderful, wonderful experience to be here with you this weekend. And could we just lift up our hands? Father, I just thank you, Lord, for, Lord, a fresh word, Lord, for Revival Fires, Lord, this, this home church of a movement. And I thank you, Father, that you will direct my words this morning, Father, that the words that I speak, Lord, that you will have specific individual words for individuals, whether I prophesy to them or not, Lord, open the ears of our understanding and let the spirit of revelation come upon each and every one of us so that we can clearly hear, clearly discern your voice and be able to break through to a whole new level in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Why don't you go ahead and be seated? Amen. Um, I'm going to kind of share a little bit of this and a little bit of that this morning, if that's okay. Um, And it was interesting because there's some things that I'm going to share with you this morning that I would say normally I would share on more of a conference level but I felt like the, some of the things that the Lord's going to have me share with you this morning are specific to this house. And, of course, if you're visiting here, you can obviously grab a hold of the word and take it. But I really felt like the Lord said that there's going to be some things that he's going to activate and stir today that when I come back sometime next year, there's going to be a buildup of testimonies that uh, you're going to be able to share in relationship to some of the things that I'm going to share with you this morning. And when we come out of a, a prophetic word, a prophetic conference like this, where there's been a lot of prophetic seeds that go into the atmosphere, I want to remind you what it says in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1. It says that um, Paul says to Timothy that we are to war a warfare by the prophecies That have gone before us. Listen to that phraseology. We are to wage a warfare by the prophecies that have gone before us. So understand a lot of the prophetic things that have been being released have actually gone before us to break the way open for us. And if we will have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, then we can come into a point of connecting to what God is doing and see the fruitfulness and the fulfillment of what God has decreed. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I did not sleep. Well, I did sleep like a baby last night. babies are up all night, right? I was up all night okay? I, it, it's very inconvenient to be up all night when you have to speak. I'm going to do this this morning, and then I'm going to be with some just some key leaders um, someplace else tonight just to kind of speak into them. And so it's very inconvenient. I like to sleep. I am not like Chuck Pierce, who lives on like two hours. I don't know how he does that, okay? I want to be just like him when I grow up. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I did not sleep well last night. And um at about, probably about 3.30 in the morning, I said, God, what is going on? And what was happening is that in my mind, uh, my mind was being bombarded by discouraging thoughts. I'm not, can you tell I'm kind of not a discouraged person? I'm a very buoyant, resilient, positive person. But my mind was being bombarded by discouraging thoughts about family, about some circumstances that are back home. And it was just like before long, those thoughts took me to a place that was very heavy. Very filled with despair. And, and, and at that point, I was like, what is going on? You know when you lay in bed at night and your mind just tosses things around over and over again? Well, it, it kind of started out that way. But what ended up is I ended up in a place that was very, very full of despair. And I, I do not experience that. That is not who I am. And all of a sudden, I realized that what was happening is that that territorial spirit over this region visited me in my room last night. Now, here's the key. You have to learn to separate and to discern what is soul and what is spirit. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, The Word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, it divides between the joints and the marrow, and it is a discerner between the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so at that instant, I realized, I said, you know what? This is what the people of this region live under. And that is the very spirit that God is saying, I'm going to break through and I'm going to lift off of this area. So that this area's atmosphere, rather than being one of harshness of oppression or depression or discouragement or fear or or despair, ends up changing the spiritual atmosphere over this region to where it can then be an atmosphere of joy, an atmosphere of freedom, an atmosphere where the liberty of the Lord is there. And so let me read you this scripture that the Lord gave me this morning. Um, I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures and you can jot it down because whatever I tell you, we have to understand that it's got to really be anchored in the word of God. And so look at this scripture um, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, now the spirit, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, we know how this ends, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is What? freedom or liberty, but we all with unveiled faces. Now, those of you who were at the conference know that the first night, the Lord had me declare that God was pulling back the curtain and ripping off the veil. And that was in, I think, a relationship, as Margaret was sharing with me, that Queen Victoria had come here, and because of the poverty and because of the despair that was in this city, that she closed the curtain of her carriage and pulled a veil over her face because she didn't want to see what was here. But here the Lord is saying, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. But we all with unveiled faces. So here's what I want us to do prophetically. Let's lift the veil off of our face. Okay? And instead of a veil that closes out, poverty and despair, I want you to picture the lifting of a veil of a bride to see her groom. A face-to-face encounter. We all with unveiled faces beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory say from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord, just as by the spirit of the Lord. Now, as you write that down, write down also Isaiah 48 verse three, Isaiah 48 verse three. This is the new international version. The Lord says this, I foretold the former things long ago. I believe that there has been through the years Through the decades, through the centuries, even though there has been a stronghold over this area where the enemy has tried to bring poverty and despair, I believe that God has spoken over this region, and God has proclaimed some things. You're going to need to dig those things out, okay? You're going to need to know what those things are. The Lord says, I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them and made them known. Then suddenly I acted And they came to pass. How many of you have some promises that God spoke a long time ago? God is saying, suddenly, I'm going to act and bring those things to pass. Now, several years ago, and I'm kind of reaching back to something the Lord spoke to me maybe a couple of years ago. um, The Lord said, I am bringing my people into a quantum leap season. Now, the reason I want to spend a little bit of time kind of unpacking this for you this morning is because last night when I was prophesying over Trevor and Sharon, those of you that were here know that God gave me the analogy of a catapult, okay? And the analogy and the way that it looked in the spirit is that for a catapult, um, number one, a catapult is a weapon of war. It's a weapon of breakthrough, It releases breakthrough, okay? And it was a weapon of war that tore down strongholds. But in the spirit, this is how this church has looked and how they have looked. And that is that God has been drawing you back, drawing you back, drawing you back. How many have felt the pressure and the tension of positioning, It's not very comfortable, is it? (laughs) Drawing you back, drawing you back, but it's not to put you in a backwards moving position, but it is to position you for the launch that is to come. The further that you are drawn back, the more tension and pressure that you've experienced in that seemingly backward motion ends up positioning you for a greater thrust forward in this next season. And so I felt this morning, the Lord say, you need to explain to them what I taught you about quantum leap. Because God is bringing this church into a quantum leap season. God is bringing you individually into a quantum leap season of tremendous strides, tremendous leaps forward in the plans and the purposes of God. And so let me explain, let me read you a definition of quantum leap. Again, I got this from Google. Hallelujah. The prophet's source. First of all, let me just say the word quantum in Latin means how much. How much do you want? Write it down. Because you're going to need to ponder that. How much do you want? How big are you willing to dream? That's what quantum means. Okay, so let me give you a, a Google definition. Quantum leap. A sudden and significant change or increase, something sudden, something spectacular and vitally important, a sudden, (laughs) are you catching the theme here, sudden, a sudden, highly significant advance, and then it gives the word breakthrough. God has brought you into a quantum leap season, a time of breakthrough. Now let me say this breakthrough is not the end of a matter, breakthrough is a new beginning. Okay, let me illustrate this for you. One of the greatest breakthroughs that we've ever seen in the in the in the, the uh the theater of war is something that we're all familiar with, and it was called D Day. Okay, this was a day of phenomenal sacrifice, but also phenomenal breakthrough. Okay? Up until that point, we know the German forces were invading, taking over cities, taking over countries, taking over territories, destroying lives. And it seemed like whatever our forces did, it couldn't push them back. Is that true? I feel like some of you have been in a situation where you feel like the enemy has encroached on you to the point that no matter what it seems like what you try to do you sim- you simply can't push him back. How many how many feel that? See that's what that's what feeds into this despair that's over this area, okay? I've done everything I know to do. I've given, I've prayed, I've decreed, I've this, I've that, but I'm still not breaking through. But understand that on D day There was a strategy that was put in place. And let me say, everything went against that strategy. Come on, the weather conspired against. But there was something that happened that day when they stormed the beaches at Normandy. When they stormed the beaches uh, uh, in, in in the north coast of France, that even though there was tremendous sacrifice that was made, they actually established a point of breakthrough, a beachhead that day that enabled them from that place to then launch out and start setting cities and territories and nations free. I believe this weekend there has been a beachhead that has been established of breakthrough, but breakthrough is not the end of a matter. Breakthrough is a beginning. Okay, let me give you a definition of the word breakthrough. It is a military movement... This is the definition: A military movement all the way through and beyond the enemy's frontline defense. Everybody say through and beyond. It is a military movement all the way through and beyond the enemy's front-line defense. It is the overcoming of every obstacle, barrier and hindrance to progress. Touch your ears right now and say, Lord, let me hear my strategies of breakthrough. Okay? If you will, when they stormed the beaches of Normandy, they broke through. But understand, that wasn't their goal. Their goal was to not just go through, but to go beyond. And here's what the church has been guilty of, especially in conference mentality. We break through, but we never go beyond. We break through, we put our guns in the sand, and we stop and we have a party. And celebrate our victory and understand and not understand that that breakthrough merely forms a platform that then we can go and advance and begin to set captives free. Begin to change things in spiritual atmospheres and begin to cause that divine reversal that literally looses a new destiny. So we are living in breakthrough. Look at your neighbor and say you're living in breakthrough. Now look at your other neighbor and say, that means we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I know you came to this last day, this last morning of conference like, I'm just going to get a really good word and just be blessed and refreshed. No, I'm going to put you to work. Come on, we are going to go through and beyond. Amen. Amen. This is the concept of, of quantum leap, that giant leap forward, that suddenly, that significant event that launches us into a whole new time and a whole new season, out of the old into the new. Amen? And so um, I'll tell you a little bit more about quantum leap, but let me kind of kind of just go and, and tell you a little dream that I had um, a couple years ago. I had a dream that I pulled my, my car, my automobile, up into a, an oil change facility. Do you guys have, have companies here that are just, they just do oil changes? Okay. And you don't, you have to take it to like a mechanic shop or something? Okay. So, so anyway, we have these, these places that you just pull up and get your oil changed and then go on. And so as I was waiting in line to get my oil changed, there was a sign in the window of the business that said this. Change your oil, it'll change your life. <laughs> How many know changing the oil in your car probably won't exactly change your life? But changing our oil in the spirit will. Now, to to go to what Trevor was saying this morning, when you get your oil changed, you don't just dump in new oil. You gotta flush out the old. Come on, you got to empty out the old oil and change the oil filter. Not because you've done something bad, but because the oil worked. And God has brought you here this morning, I believe, to give you an oil change. Because if you don't change the oil in your vehicle, how many know your vehicle kind of starts to run rough? God is going to bring you into a place of that oil change so that you can go the distance with this quantum leap anointing that God is bringing you into. Now, when the Lord spoke this, this phrase to me, quantum leap, one of our elders actually studied quantum physics in college. Is there anybody here that studied quantum physics? Anybody here studied quantum physics? One person has her, name, has her hand up. OK. So she, she can check me on this with quantum physics. The rest of you, I can pretty much tell you anything because you won't really know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> but, but here's something that's interesting. The week, the week that I, uh, that the Lord spoke this to me, I had a conversation with my elder who studied quantum physics, and he says, here's what quantum leap means in the scientific realm. In science, when they're studying the atom, which is the smallest particle of life, right, the, 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 of matter, what happens in a scientific quantum leap is that the electrons, I'm going to try not to get too technical on you, but the electrons around the nucleus of the atom begin to charge up, okay? It literally, scientifically, this is the word they use, they begin to get excited. They get excited and they start spinning around, kind of like some of you guys were doing, all right? And as they're getting excited and spinning around, they're building up this charge. And as this charge builds up, it comes to a point when suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly, bam, it goes from one level to another level with nothing in between. And when it does that bam moment, It jumps from point A to point Z, or Z, and it bursts a burst of light. And then, on this new level, it finds a new place of stability. Learning how to live on this new level. But it doesn't become stable and stagnant. As soon as it finds that place of stability on this new level, it starts to charge up again. It starts to get excited again. Come on, if you will, it goes from glory to glory. It goes from faith to faith. It goes from glory to glory, just like we read in that scripture. And I believe that God is taking you from glory to glory. Here's the trick. Don't get stuck between the glories. Bam! God wants to take us to a new realm. The kingdom of God is a quantum leap realm. As I hear what the Lord says, we have to take it to the word of God, and we need to process it to understand exactly what it is that he's saying. So I actually began to read the writings of some quantum leap physics scientists, and I will tell you I had no idea what they were talking about. But about within the week of God saying this to me, I was on a plane flying to Detroit. It was actually in January. And so if you know that if I'm leaving Florida and going to Detroit in January, this has to be God, okay? Because I think I was flying into, let me translate it into your temperature, about 2 degrees Fahrenheit, probably minus 20. I don't know. Cold. Okay? And I get on the plane. And I sit down and I start talking, chatting with the man that's on the plane. Now, I'm not usually a big talker on a plane because I usually am talked out by the time I get there. But I kind of was just minding my own business. And I always like to say that when I get on an airplane, um, I can, when people say to me, are you traveling? You know, uh, what do you do for a living? Um, I can kind of control the conversation based on how I answer that question, okay? Because I can say, oh, I'm a, I'm a pastor, And we'll have the whole conversation about, oh, you're a woman pastor. We'll have that whole conversation. Or I can say, I'm a prophet. And they'll get up and change seats, okay? (laughs) Um, I can say, well, I conduct um, seminars that teach people how to understand their dreams. And I could be sitting next to an atheist, and that person will say, well, I had this dream come on, God will prophetically open up their life to me. Now, I've never done this, but one time I would like to say I'm an exorcist because I do cast out devils. I've never actually had the guts to do that, just, but I'd like to sometime just to see what kind of reaction I would get, okay? <laughs> but I told that day, the guy just said, you know, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a minister. My husband and I pastor a church in this area. And I said, so what do you do? And he said, I teach quantum physics, This is like within a week of God saying this to me. And I was like, really? Well, then I've got some questions for you. And so here's a couple of really interesting things that he told me about this quantum leap. I said, explain to me the quantum realm. Explain to me quantum leap. And this is something that he said. He said, as scientists have begun to study the quantum realm, they have begun to realize that there are two realms of existence. There is the realm that we see... And there is the unseen realm. And he said the realm that we see is a limited realm. But in the unseen realm, we call it the realm of infinite possibility, the realm of unlimited potential. Man, if y'all didn't just feel the Holy Ghost, I don't know what's going to start, Start, you know. The realm of infinite possibility, the realm of unlimited potential. Do you realize what they are seeing? They are seeing into the kingdom of God. They are scientifically validating the kingdom of God. Does that just blow your mind? And the other thing that he said is he said, as we have studied matter now at the most microscopic level, we have found something that is very consistent in our quantum discovery, and that is this every single molecule, every single atom at its very base level has what seems to be the signature of a creator upon that molecule. He said, You will find very few quantum scientists that now deny that there is a creator behind creation. Come on, how many know science will validate what God says? The kingdom of God is a quantum leap realm. It is a quantum realm. How many understand that there are two realms of existence? There's what we see, and there is the unseen realm. Now, why do we spend time teaching you about the prophetic? Because the prophetic reaches into the unseen realm and starts pulling it out of the unseen and into the seen. It pulls it out of this limited, finite realm and it begins to explode it with that which is unlimited and that which is, uh, that which is increased. Whew. I haven't preached this for a while. I'm getting happy. I haven't preached this for several years and the Lord felt, I felt like the Lord said, preach it here today. Do you realize that... The first night I preached about Elijah and Elisha. Do you realize that that was a quantum leap? Elijah did this quantum leap from the earth realm up into the heavenly realm, bam, without dying. You realize that, right? You realize Elijah didn't die. A chariot came down, scooped him up, and took him up to heaven. Okay, bam. He went from a finite realm into an infinite realm. At the same time, Elisha experienced a quantum leap because he had never done one miracle before that time. And when he received this mantle, this supernatural mantle, this mantle of a quantum anointing of the kingdom of God, he had never done one miracle. And from that day on, everything you read about Elisha was one miracle after the next miracle after the next miracle after the next miracle. And let me tell you one of those miracles which really describe him seeing into the quantum realm. Do you remember the story, 2 Kings uh, 6, where Elisha had been prophetically spying into the camp of the Syrians? Do you remember this? The Syrians kept setting up all these traps for Israel in war, all these ambushments for war, and God would just show him what they were planning and what they were strategizing, And he would show him their battle plans, and and Elisha would then tell the king, well, don't send the armies over there because there's a trap. Do you remember that? And so the Syrian king says, we must have a spy in our midst because every time we lay a trap for the people of God, something happens and they go a different way. We've got to have a spy in our midst. And somebody said, you know what? It's not a spy. It's that prophet Elisha. Who keeps seeing into our plans. See, that's why I shared with you what happened to me last night. Because what you need to understand is that God wants to give you an insight into what the enemy has strategized and the enemy has planned so that we don't fall into his trap. Lay your hands on your eyes right now. Father, I thank you, God, for Holy Ghost discernment that is going to enable us to see, Lord, past the realm of our flesh and into the realm of the spirit so that we will understand what is flesh and what is spirit, what is our own soul, and what is transpiring in the spirit realm. Lord, loose the discernment upon the people of God so we don't fall into the enemy's trap in Jesus' name, Whew. so remember what happened in the story. The king said, "Well, if, there's, if that prophet keeps telling our stuff, go get him, go kill him." And so it says, as at night, while Elisha slept, the Syrian armies came and surrounded him in his little his little cabin that he was in. And when they woke up in the morning, Elisha's servant looked out the window. And he saw just the hordes of the Syrian army army surrounding them. And he ran to Elisha and he said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And here's what Elisha said. Don't worry. Be happy. There are more that are with us than are with them. And Elisha's servant didn't get it. More with us than are with them. What is he talking about? He ran back to the window. More with us than are with them. And he started looking and he started counting. He was confused. And Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And it says that the Lord opened up the unseen realm. What what is that unseen realm? It's the quantum realm that scientists are showing. He saw into the unseen realm, and he saw that surrounding the armies of the enemy were the armies of God. And the armies of God far outnumbered the armies of the enemy. Now, here's something very important for you to remember. When the war in heaven happened and angels angels fell and got cast down to the earth, let me just remind you that only one-third of the angels fell and two-thirds did not. That means there's twice as many angels that did not fall as demons that did fall, okay? And so what we need to understand is that just from that baseline, there are more that are with us than are with them. But what we need to also understand is that you may be looking at a reality of your circumstance, and that reality may be true. You may not have any money in your account. Your children might be in rebellion. You might be dealing with a physical infirmity that is real. But let me say this. What we learn from this story is that. The unseen quantum realm is also real. And what we understand from this story is that it's actually more real than the truth of what you're experiencing. Yes, there may be a reality to what you're dealing with, but there is a higher reality to what God is releasing in the quantum realm. Come on. God wants us to stop just looking in this limited realm of what we see, hear, feel, touch, and experience and start understanding that there's a whole other realm that is the kingdom of God that is not just natural but supernatural so that we can start reaching into that realm. The day of Pentecost was a quantum leap day. Come on, they got baptized with the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, they had that bam experience and that shot of light when it says flames of fire sat on every one of them. Quantum leap. Do you remember when Philip was baptizing the treasurer from the Queen of Sheba? Do you remember, do you remember that story? I'm going to read it just because some of you maybe aren't familiar with it. Because when I read this, I was like, oh, there it is again, that quantum leap. Let me just see if I can find it. Okay, Acts chapter 8. Peter, I mean, uh, Philip witnesses to this guy and says, is there any reason why we can't go baptize you right now? It says, and when they came up out of the water, so he baptizes him. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Peter was found at Azotus and passing through, he preached in all the cities. That's 30 miles away. What happened? He baptized this guy. As the guy comes out of the water, God catches him into this quantum realm. Zip! And there he is preaching the gospel someplace else. Man, I wish that would happen more. Then tomorrow, instead of getting on a plane, I could just be home. I wonder if I can take bags, quantum realm luggage. Hallelujah. God is a is is a realm, a quantum realm, a quantum leap, that makes things, takes things out of the impossible and turns it into a place of possibility. It's a place of increase. It's a place of suddenlies. It's a place of multiplication. It's a place when God breaks us out into a place of joy when maybe you've lived with depression and discouragement your whole life. I ministered to this one young lady, and when I broke the spirit of depression off of her, she came back to me several weeks later and she said, you know what, I realize that never in my life had I ever experienced joy. And now I feel joy. Because the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So I encourage you, study this out in the scripture. Understand this unseen realm that God wants to bring us into. The other interesting thing about the quantum realm is that something that they call quantum non-locality. Okay, I'm going to see if I can explain this to you. It means that when you're in the quantum realm, things are not just located. They can be here, but they can also be there at the same time. So do you understand that when Jesus spoke... To the centurion. And the centurion said, look, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house, but please, please heal my daughter. Jesus spoke the word. And even though he was standing there in the anointing, the word leapt through that quantum realm. And just as if Jesus was there laying hands on that girl, instantly the word touched her and she was made whole. Whoa, quantum non-locality. That just proved it. How am I doing? Am I doing okay? You that have studied the quantum realm, okay. Am I doing all right? Okay. Quantum non. We need to understand we can speak a word here today and it can change things other places. And we all know that, right? But when you put it into this concept of science, and science proves what we've been preaching for a long time, that makes me excited. So when I first came, we talked about the spirit of poverty over this area. Okay? So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of add a little part to this because I believe that God wants to shift. Off And br- pull that veil off of poverty and begin to release an atmosphere of blessing, of joy, of prosperity, of the fullness of God. And over and over in my mind all morning long as I was praying to come here this morning, Psalms 1022, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it at all. Okay, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it at all. I almost feel like there's been a decree that if you really break out into a place of, of, of outpouring, of blessing, of prosperity, uh, that it just comes with a lot of trouble. <laughs> How many know that sometimes blessing is good and sometimes it feels like it comes with trouble? But the word of the Lord, and I want you to write that scripture down. I want you to decree it over your family, over your life. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow at all. At all. Amen? So I'm going to tell you a story. Again, another true story, but it's going to sound way out there. Okay? We have a man in our church. Well, let me me kind of back up for just a minute. And um, about two and a half years ago, I was in a business meeting of a kind of a Christian gathering of business leaders in our area. And I saw a couple that I knew across the room. And they were a couple that had founded their businesses on kingdom principles. And as a result of that, when they had a real estate company and I mean, we went through such a devastating time in real estate in Florida and in America, just an incredible economic shaking and collapse. But even through that whole time, this couple was blessed and prospered. How many understand that we can come to a place that we are not subject to the highs and the lows of what the enemy wants to bring in uh, our economy and God can actually bless us? This couple was a demonstration of that. And I was always so impressed by their ability to practice kingdom principles and see God bring a prophet to them regardless of what was going on. But as I looked across the room, the Lord said to me, just whispered in my ear, and said, go over and break a spirit of robbery off of them. <laughs> and I hear the Lord, but I just be honest, sometimes, because I don't understand what, he, what he's talking about, I, I can have a tendency to argue just a little bit. I'm sorry if that just bursts your bubble a little bit, but... I said, Lord, a spirit of robbery, I mean, they're blessed. They're, they're doing great. Their business is prospering. I just talked to her, you know, a couple months ago. You know, I started telling the Lord all the reasons why what he said is not right. And the Lord, you know what the Lord said to me? Shh, go do it. I said, okay. So I went across the room. I said, listen, this doesn't make any sense to me, but the Lord told me to come over and break a spirit of robbery off of you. And they burst into tears. Is that what's going on? Is that what's happening? And they explained that it was like all hell was breaking loose against them over the last six weeks. They said every time we would come to the closing table to close real estate, to close a deal, something would happen at the last minute and the whole deal would fall apart. I've been in business 30 years and I've never experienced this kind of crazy stuff before. And I thought, what are we doing wrong? what are we doing wrong? And see, the Lord came and said, it's not what you're doing wrong. It's that there's been a spirit of robbery that's been sent against you to break you, to break your prosperity. And I said, Exodus 22 verse seven says, when you catch a thief, he must restore double. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray that God will restore double. I said, how much did you lose? They said $5.5 million worth of deals. I said, well, then let's pray. We prayed. She called me back six weeks later, and she said, I want, you, I want to tell you what happened. In the last six weeks, we have closed $11 million worth of deals. When you catch a thief, he must restore double. Amen? I'll give you some scriptures for that in just a moment, okay? Because I felt like part of my last assignment on this trip here was to break a spirit of robbery off of you to break a spirit of robbery off of this church, and that this church is going to be a penetration of light, of that quantum leap that's going to penetrate into the atmosphere to cause a new shift to come over this territory. Amen? And you're going to have testimonies. Next time I come back, you're going to have testimonies that's going to show me how God has restored double. Now, about three weeks after this glorious testimony, I was again praying in, in, in my time of intercession. Let me just say this. If you are prophetic, you, ought, you are also called to be an intercessor. Did you, have you heard how I will say, in my time of prayer, in my time of listening to the Lord, in my time? Okay, that's how we hear God. We get filled up by the presence of the Lord, taking time to listen. No shortcuts. <laughs> we got to pray, all right? Anyway. I was walking back and forth and before, before, church, um, before our church time, and I saw a vision. And when I saw this vision, I saw a boxing ring. And in the boxing ring, there were two very obviously demonic spirits. They weren't fighting each other. They were dancing around in the ring and mocking the crowd, much the same way that Goliath mocked Israel. Send me a man to fight me. Send me a man to fight me. That's what these guys were doing. They were dancing around. They were so proud, so arrogant. And you know what what struck me as I saw this vision is that I saw the church outside the ring, and the church refused to get in and fight with these things. And I knew that the names of these demons, as I looked at it, I knew the names of these demons were the destroyer and the devourer. How many know that Malachi chapter 3 says, God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake? Okay. And I, I'm not going to do that whole teaching. But let me just say that, that I knew that that's what their names were, the destroyer and the devourer. And they were mocking the church, and the church would not get in the ring. And I was getting, I was getting upset as I looked at this scenario. And I was like, somebody get in the ring and knock their heads off. Come on, somebody get in there and make them be quiet. And nobody would get in the ring. And I said, God, why will the church not engage with the devourer and the destroyer? And the Lord said, watch. And so as I watched in this vision, I saw why. Do you guys have boxing over here? Okay. So you know when a boxer comes out, it's not my favorite sport, but when a boxer comes out, they usually have a robe on their back, right? And they kind of go out into the ring and they dance around in their robe and everything. (laughs) And I saw these things kind of dancing around. And as they turned around, this is what was written on the back of each of their robes. This is just life. It took me a minute to kind of get it. And then I understood the reason the church... Wasn't engaging with the devourer and the destroyer, it's because we just said, This is just life. Well, this is just how it is in Dudley. Well, this is just what happens when you raise your kids and they go off to school. Well, this is just what happens when you get a little older your body starts to break down. Well, this is how many things has the enemy devoured and destroyed from our lives? And we said, this is just life. (laughs) Lay hands on your head right now. Father, I thank you that right now, God, you're going to start showing us the things that we gave up to the enemy and believed a lie. This is just life. Bring those things back to our, our minds, Lord. Bring those things back to our memories so that we can understand what the Lord said to me is, this is not just life. There is a spirit of robbery that has been sent against my people, and I need to open up their eyes so that they can see that this is not just them. This is not just life, but this is something the enemy is doing to rob, to kill, and to destroy. God is pulling the veil off our face this morning so that we can see clearly what the enemy has been trying to do, so that we can rise up and take it back. This is not just life. How many God just spoke to you something and said, whew, that was robbery? Let me just say this. um, This year... Hebraic year, 5777. 777 is a very significant year, I believe. Um, first thing I want to tell you about that is back in 2007, one of our prophets was praying and asking the Lord about that particular year. And the connection was 7. 7 in Hebrew um, is, the, is, an, is Sheba, and it's a number of covenant. Okay, a covenant word it's a word that denotes rest it's a word that denotes prosperity and blessing kind of tied into the shalom anointing okay 777 the first thing i want to kind of help you to know is that as he was praying in that year the lord said i'm connecting 7 to replevin now none of you reacted and responded so i i feel like you don't know what replevin is is that true cuz none of us did either okay None of us knew what replevin was either. Neither did the guy that received the word. God said, this will be a year of the seven and a year of replevin. Hey, we've got three sevens. Do you want to hear what replevin is? Okay. In our American court systems, and I don't know about your, your British court systems here, but replevin is a legal term. And replevin, they, the judges write something called a writ of replevin. None of us knew this. This is what's so cool about Revelation. Here's what Replevin is. It is an edict or decree by a judge authorizing an individual to take back that which has been wrongfully stolen or taken from them. Do you want me to give that to you again? Some of you are writing feverishly, okay? An edict or decree by a judge authorizing an individual to take back that which has been wrongfully stolen or taken from them. So somebody steals your car, and the person says, hey, this is now my car. The judge writes a writ of replevin and says, no, you've got the documentation. You have the authority now to go take back what actually belongs to you. A writ of replevin, okay? Um, Wow, I really want to pray for you guys about this, okay? Um, And so let me tell you the story about the man in our church. When he heard this preached, he realized that they'd been robbed, that his company had been robbed. He worked in partnership with a company, uh, in a company, and the company basically provided technology and was installing a certain kind of technology into the Florida school systems. But because the economy had gone really, really bad in our area, he had a contract with our state for $1.5 million annually to put, these, put this technology into the Florida school systems. And because the economy went bad, the Florida government canceled his contract. Okay? And when they canceled his contract, basically he and his partner had to let all their employees go because they didn't have the money anymore to keep them afloat. They, they lived on savings until they could get a strategy for what they were going to do moving forward. And they were floundering because this contract had been canceled. And when they heard this thing about the spirit of robbery, they said, they looked at each other, the man and wife looked at each other and said, you know what, we've been robbed. We've been robbed. And so here's what they did. They wrote and they applied, they reapplied for financing from the state. Even though their contract had been canceled, they reapplied for a new grant, for a new, new financing, a new contract. But not only did they do that, they wrote a decree. And they brought the decree to us and had us lay hands on the decree that the Lord was going to give back to them double what the enemy had stolen from them. Now, let me just say this. How many of you, this is not a prophetic word, okay? This part's not a prophetic word. If you were to go home and find out your house had been broken into, so I'm saying, this is not a prophetic word, okay? I'm not prophesying your house is going to be broken into, all right? But if you went home and found out your house was broken into and you'd been robbed, what's the first thing you would do? Call the police, right? And when the police come, what they're going to do is they're going to take a detailed report of what's gone missing. A detailed report of what you've been robbed of. And that is the first legal step to you getting your stuff back. So some of you need to go home and make a list of what the enemy has stolen. And it's more than finances. It's health. It's joy. It's vision. It's generations. It's your destiny. It's your children. Come on. Whatever it is that the enemy is focused in on to rob from you, you need to make a list of it. And you need to file a robbery report with heaven. Well, then why can't we believe that we can go from being poor and broke and impoverished and under depression and oppression to bam, suddenly, man, we attract favor. We attract blessing. People want to be around us. Opportunities want to open for us. I'm telling you, we've got to start changing our religious mindset, our stinking thinking, and understand that God wants to bring us into a quantum leap season to see breakout happen everywhere. Amen? Now, I hope you're grabbing hold of this. I want you to stand up. I want you to just lift up your hands, shut your eyes for just a moment. I want you to let the Holy Spirit speak to you for just a moment. Let the Holy Spirit show you how specifically the enemy has robbed from you. You don't have to have it figured out how God's going to restore what's been stolen. You just need to believe that he'll do that for you. And as we're standing here, we're not just making an appeal for us personally. We're making an appeal for revival fires and the way that the enemy has tried to rob from this house. Financially, people, whatever, whatever it is how the enemy has tried to rob from this house. Understand, God's had you in a catapult process, the drawing back, the tension of drawing back. God's going to turn that which the enemy meant against you for evil for good. God is not only declaring this for revival fires, God is very passionate about seeing this manifested for Dudley, even for unbelievers. Businesses are going to explode. Other churches in town are going to explode in a good way. Okay? (laughs) Now, Father, I thank you that as this word has gone forth, Father, it's not just been a nice little teaching, Father. It's been a prophetic decree into the atmosphere. (laughs) And, Lord, today, Father, you said that you have given us all power over all the power of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means harm us. So, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are destroying the territorial stronghold, that you are destroying the atmospheric spirits, Lord, that have tried to hold this place in captivity. And, Lord, you are causing that breakout Breakthrough anointing to come, Father, that is going to cause that quantum leap experience of fulfillment, of blessing, of increase, of multiplication, Father, of your kingdom for harvest to come in. Come on, (laughs) come on. Can a nation be born in a day? Can a city be turned around in a day? Can a harvest come in a day? The fullness of time has come. And so, Lord, we thank you for that fullness of time.